Welcome to the Wound Down episode 26, the third headlines episode. This is where we'll look at the three sports that we look at weekly football, boxing, and MMA. We had a big boxing weekend, so we're going to start with the boxing first. Um, David, I'll let you take over from there. Yeah, it was an epic fight. <clears throat> Wilder versus Fury. Uh, 11 rounds it took for, for Fury to stop Wilder to retain his WBC heavyweight championship. Uh, it was a brilliant fight. Uh, I was thought, let everyone know what's, uh, what everyone's thoughts on the fight was. Um, yeah, personally, I thought it was a very good fight. I mean, it's what the people wanted to see. Um, a lot of heart on display. What do you say? I said, go on, Dan, and you spoke. <laughs> so oh, what, was Dan going to talk? Dan, I don't know. Go on, go on, go on. Sorry, Dan. Carry on, But, yeah. <laughs> Dan, like, it, was, it was an entertaining fight. I mean, for me personally, what I always thought came to fruition. Um, Fury's a better fighter than the man. Um, still credit Wilder for just the heart he showed. But, um, yeah, I mean... Not much else to say except uh, formality, in my opinion. And it was it was an entertaining fight, though. That's one thing I will give it. Anyone wants yeah. to elaborate? Yeah, Dan, what would you think? <laughs> um, I don't know. Looking at, I, I definitely didn't see it going the way that it did. Because I, I thought after the second fight, my man's just going to roll over him. I, I didn't. I didn't see. Wilder going as far as he did. Obviously, come halfway through the fight, he was gassing, he was just running on fumes. But he, he stayed in there. But I, I definitely didn't see it being like that. I was thinking, yeah, Fury's going to smoke this guy in like three rounds or something. He's going to do exactly what he did the last time and roll for him. Mm. But saying that, I mean, like you said, Wilder showed heart. I mean, he's been a champion. He's done, he's done the thing, but it clearly showed that he is not on a level of, of, of fury. And I think the thing yeah. that makes it even worse, sorry, is the fact that we know Fury, well, in most people's opinion, Fury's a better boxer. You'd expect him to outbox him. He knocked him out. That's what Wilder's supposed to do. And I think yeah. now, I mean, if Wilder ever wants to, like, he's still a bit of a sore loser and all this, there's not much you can say to the man now. In every facet, he's beating you. He beats you in trash talk. He beats you up when he wants to. And now he's knocked you out. I mean, yeah, Wilder needs to go back to the drawing board, man. Gypsy King just reigns supreme. To be honest, I don't see where where Wilder goes from here. Don't get me wrong. He can still have fights and he can make some money in this side and the other. But he, he's... He's showing that he's, he's not. He <laughs> 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 tried to say that's my level, that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like he's, he's for the, the quality of champion that's out there now with Usyk and, and Fury, he is not on that level. He can't, he, 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 he can't, he can't um, hang with him. Nah, I totally agree. So I, I don't know where he goes from here. Is he just takes fights to ride out his career? I mean, what, the man's 35. Don't know how much longer he's got in himself. Does he really just want to fight for money? If he's not going to be a champion? 
does he believe still believe in himself that he's he's gonna make his way back to the promised land and get that title? Because if he does, he's fucking delusional. He needs to be putting in the same asylum. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's it's a good thing that you mentioned that like does he believe he can come back because the mental fragility of the man, uh, like through the past two fights, I think has been on display in the fact that you can't take ownership of something that really and truly once that bell goes, it's all you. I mean, you can have a game plan and stuff, but you don't have to stick to it if things are going left. Do you see what I'm saying? At the yeah, end of the day, like I don't think he... I think in himself, he has a lot of pride. Uh, he's a warrior in the fact that like for his family and things like that, I think he'll do a lot. But when it comes down to really pushing yourself uh, in what he's doing as supposed to be um, his livelihood, I just don't know if he's got the minerals. I mean, Tyson Fury, we've seen him now be sparked by Wilder a few times and get up. Uh, way before that, this guy weighed like 400 pounds and came back and uh, just came back to boxing and just kind of taken over. That's mental fortitude. That's that serious strength there. I just question whether Wilder has that to even, as, as Dan's saying, come back in any form or way. Like, I, I question him on, on learning fundamentals and stuff like and And he had a, a, a game plan, you could see, like, the, the way he won the first round, the way he came out, he just jammed to the body, for a couple of straight rights to the body. It looked like he was trying to do that to, to suck off Fury and to think he's going to go to the body and come up with one to the top and knock him out. But that didn't last. Like, he just got knackered where he now couldn't do the game plan. Whether that was the game plan for the... Obviously, as long as the fight lasted, obviously, probably not. But, yeah, he just obviously came in a bit bigger in this fight and he just couldn't handle it, man. He just... The worst thing you want to do is gas, isn't it? And this is what I was saying about the, the Joshua, the Usyk. It, it, it's a risky thing because you end up getting knackered in there. You're finished. And he was finished. But uh, Listen, he got that knockdown out of nowhere and he nearly won the fight. You know what I mean? Them two knockdowns. So we could be talking about something completely different. And this guy, again, would have gone forward with a, what's it, 43 wins and one loss. And that was madness because this guy, I'm sorry, man. He's shit. But, but Rem, this is the thing. Like, I, I, you see with Fury, like the fact that he's got up off the canvas, we know he's a warrior, yeah? But it makes me question, don't get me wrong, I, I do believe that um, Wilder's fought a lot of bumps. Yeah, but, he's had a padded record, man. Yeah, definitely. Very padded. Because was it in his first 37 fights, he never went past four rounds. Yeah. He was knocking all these guys out. Mm-hmm. And then the finally, when he, the finally when he got a, a title shot was the, the the fight, the time when he actually went past four rounds, and it was yeah, Stavon. Yeah, and then his like first offense was against a guy who he's meant to spark out in in no time. He went what was it like nine rounds and just looked mm. fucking absolutely average. See, and this is the thing that now I look at it and it makes me question some of these bums that he knocked out. Did he really knock them out, or did they just not have the heart to get up and hold another one? That's what like I feel like I'm looking at Fury and. Even if he gets knocked out, I'm not going to go out like this. Like, it's too sad, so I'll try. I just yeah, don't know nah. if, if the other people have that credibility where that, we can... That, that's, that's an interesting way of looking at it still, because he, he, you could half be right, as sad as that kind of sounds. Yeah, I truly believe be that. Right. I mean, you have nah. to be honest, these men are getting punched in the head. Do you really... If you don't think you can beat him, are you just going to stand there and hold another one of him when we know how exceptional his power is? I, obviously, I think someone like Ortiz, Ortiz, like, I mean, he'd be fuming because he was... 
beating him easily and then just got hit with one shot and the fight was over. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't put Ortiz in that bracket, but definitely some of the ones coming up. Like, I mean, look at Brazil, yeah? Listen, he got sparked out here. Yeah? <laughs> but my man was shook. <laughs> he was shitting bricks, yeah, before the fight inside. And to be honest, Wilder looked shook before this fight inside. I don't know if it was nerves. As, as I said, it was that like going into it was the kind of thing, for me, anyway, it was about Wilder earning respect back from, from the people, isn't it? Yeah. No, I won't be, we're right to criticise them because we're not fighting and whatever. It's, it's one thing. But as fans of the sports and, and, and other fighters as well, like, we'll respect you for bringing it one more time, isn't it? Not, like, cowering out after making bare excuses and shit. And he didn't do that, like, so he gained respect for the fight. Like, he showed mad heart. He should have been out of there after, like, five rounds, to be honest, yeah. Like, the towel should have got thrown in this time as well. But people are like, fuck that, I'm not getting set for this guy, innit? So, it let it go on, innit? But, like, he's, he's got amazing heart. But then afterwards, after the fight, he just killed the respect him for me, man. Like, I'm not expecting you to stand up and start hugging, man, and nothing, yeah. But Fury went up to you and said respect because you just fought a war, yeah? One of the most entertaining fights we've probably ever seen. Technically, not very good, but, like, on the level of entertainment, as, as good as you're going to get in it, yeah? Um, and you just said, no, nah, I've got no respect for you. And, and, like, I just think that's kind of sad to do. But he kept it He kept it going, didn't it? Even going into this fight, he, he still was making the excuses. He weren't really at peace. And like he just didn't want to admit that Fury fundamentally, you know, psychologically, physically, was the better man throughout the whole three fights. If he's really honest with himself, he lost all three of the fights. And he just couldn't bring himself to kind of be humble and realize, you know what, this is the better man. And that's the problem. I think that's psychologically, that was a problem going into going into that third fight because he couldn't come to acceptance that actually, you know, he lost and he didn't make any changes or make any improvements in that fight. Yeah to kind of implement, a, a, you know, a, a sustained attack to kind of throw Fury off his game. You know, kudos for him to go up to 11, 11 rounds, but he, was, he wasn't good. There was no defence. There was just no structure. There was no fundamentals. He wasn't moving his chin. He just there, there to be sparked out, man, and his stamina was appalling, man. He put on that amount, amount, but that's what amount of weight. In, in the clip that, that I put up, and, and that was me talking like four months ago or something, like, what can the guy learn? He can't learn shit, man, because, one, he's not humble enough. And two, I didn't even know this yet at the time anyway, so I'm not going to say I said this at the time for that reason. But the guy who was his trainer is the guy he's knocked out. Like, yeah. that's, that's, I don't want to, that just shows me you just got another brill when you've got something over him. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and anyway, you're 35, you ain't learning what you need to learn. Yeah, because you're bottom of the barrel, in my opinion, on boxing levels, yeah? Yeah, you can fight, yeah, you've got unbelievable record because your right hand just knocks people out, especially in this division. But, like, fundamentals he doesn't have, he was never going to gain them. And, as I said, like, I wasn't surprised for the way this went. He can't box on the inside. It's embarrassing on the inside. All you have to do is get close to him. And I think... As I said, like with MMA, like when you fight a wrestler, people the stand-up guy is kind of shook to be taken down in it. And I think in this heavyweight division, a lot of them fighters have just been shook to get caught by that one punch. They're mm-hmm. hesitant, they're waiting for it. And I think the one man that says 
fuck this. He's got that attitude, as, as Perry's saying, mentally perceived. This is the difference between the player. Fury's got that attitude. Is, I don't give a fuck what you do to me. You know what I mean? And he went in there, got close to him, and just roughed him up, beat him up. And like, I know everyone's coming out and, and, and now the praise with Fury. Obviously, and it should be, and he's, he's the best in his division. But I don't think beating Wilder, to be honest, is is a great thing of, of showing where your level is. He's the most no, I, dangerous boxer, yeah? He's the most dangerous he's built up. out there. He is hmm. the most dangerous guy out there. He is. because he's put Yeah, one knockout in. power, yeah. yeah. He's the most dangerous guy out there, but as a fighter, he's shit. I think he's been protected for far too long. He held that, that title for ransom because he could have fought some good fighters along the way. I mean, Dillian White, he could have fought. How many times did he, you know, he, he turned him down? Uh, obviously, the AJ fight, he could have fought Ruiz and uh, Parker. These are better names than what he's fought. Mm-hmm. I just think he was protected. And when he had the opportunity to fight Fury, Fury's a fighting man. He, he can box, he can punch. And he just totally destroyed him. I think psychologically, he fucked him up. This is the thing. At the end of the day, that you don't learn unless there's a level of acceptance. Yeah. He doesn't want to accept anything, so you're yeah. never going to learn. Yeah. If you can't look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm not perfect, I'm doing things wrong, yeah, yeah, yeah. then there's, gonna, there's no room for improvement in his head. It's just it, it was a bad night or it was a blip or something went wrong. Or uh, as we've seen, excuses is something else rather than... Else. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not lack of fundamental skills or any of that. Of course it is. He really needs to assess. Really does. I mean, in the second fight, Mark Breland, his coach, he put put in the tower in round seven. That was the best thing he could ever do for Wilder because he was getting beaten up. Beaten. It should have been done again. But they were too scared to. He has too many yes-men in his corner. Obviously, we knew that was never going to happen this time. Yeah. But as I said, give him credit, man. He's got heart. Heart as fuck because he was getting battered and he was he was punched drunk he was he was tired he, everything every place that you don't want to be in a boxing ring he was in that place yeah. and a, a, as make it even worse you have got a guy who weighs nearly three hundred pounds standing in front of you punching in your face you know what I mean <laughs> you don't want to be there <laughs> but then even but even the heart you're talking about like this is just an angle I'm coming at here is it purely based off the heart he had or is it partly maybe his own ignorance in the fact that he's just thinking as long as I stay in this if I catch him once then it could all be over not so much I'm just going to stay here and slug it out with him and I'm not going down do you see what I'm saying yeah, he couldn't slug it out with him he had no energy he but this is the thing so I'm just thinking in his head it's just ah, if I catch him if I catch him but then you're hoping you're just hoping that's not really boxing that's where, yeah. to me, there's so much elements yeah. of him that are just a street fighter. You yeah, see I mean, it, these guys wildly swinging on the street and then somebody just gets clapped. But you, you could, yeah, yes. sorry, go on, Dave. Yeah, I was going to say, you can see when when Fury started boxing, you can see the levels, the difference, yeah, the yeah, combinations yeah. in which Fury was throwing and yeah, Wilder had no gears. answer. He upped the gears and he couldn't, the, the tempo that Fury was setting was too much for Wilder. Um, uh, I was going to say, imagine that. The guy's weighing almost 300 pounds and moving like he does. Yeah, and I don't Come even on, think he had, to, hmm. he had to be that good. No, I he did. I don't think we saw anything. Like, for, 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 for the size he is, the way he's moving, 
And the 11th round, I'm not saying he was as fresh as the first, but he was still moving, head movement coming, and he was just like, it's, 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 un, it's, it's unnatural, bro. To be that so, big a move like that. He had a lot of problems coming into this camp as well, because obviously he had issues yeah. with his daughter and complications and yeah, didn't have a full camp. Yeah, rust signs, isn't it? That's what I'm saying. I don't think it was his best fury. I think if it was his best fury, I think he would have took him out. I don't even think we would have seen the knockdown happen, to be honest. But I'm um, sorry, I was interrupting you about four times. But um, <laughs> like, each of us in it, what, 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 do you, what do you want to see? First Wilder and then Fury. What do you want to see him do next? So what do you want to see Wilder do next? Um, me, I want Wilder to come out. And be honest, that's where it starts. That's the first thing you want him to do. It's like an alcoholic or somebody with a, with a problem. You need, but that's where it starts. You need to admit before anything. So that ha- needs to happen with him. Forget any fights. He needs to forget any fights. He just needs to be honest with himself. And Fury, um, I mean, it's Dillian could be the next one, but um, I really want to see him versus Usyk. <laughs> I really want to see that fight. To make the fight with Usyk, it has to be agreed within thirty days. But yeah. Usyk's got the the. The rematch clause of AJ, which is the trigger. So, bottom line is, mm. it's got to be Dylan White. Yeah. But the man doesn't want to win first, doesn't it? Yeah, you got to be yeah, yeah, yeah. Wild. Oh, it's got to be Wild. It's got to be Wild in here. And he gave Fury problems. Yeah. Ain't that the one that gave him that dirty cut over his eye? Yeah. 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 You know what? I was, saying this to, I was saying this to someone earlier. Before David, you say what you want to say. Um, this will be typical Dylan White. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It'll be typical if he loses after everything. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, go on, David. Yeah, I think for Fury, I'd like to see him fight Dillian White. Uh, and obviously, that's a massive fight. And I know Fury's made some comments about how he wants to, f- he's a Man United fan, he wants to have a stadium fight for that. And I think that does sell. If, providing that he beats Wallin, uh, uh, Dillian White, because I think it's a good fight. And then, He's, I think he's banking on AJ winning that fight against Usyk. I don't think he really wants to fight Usyk, not because he's scared of him. I think Fury's at a, a stage of his career now that it's, he, he wants to cash out and make as much money as possible. And to make that happen, he needs AJ. Whether people like it or not, AJ's the, the cash cow, and he still brings a lot that financial reward to, to kind of make those, that, those numbers for Fury. So, um, don't, don't you, Sorry, don't, don't you think this should be the order then for him, obviously, if it's still... Possible because we don't know where AJ will be, and if 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 AJ loses, that's it. So Dillian White, Usyk, and then AJ, and go out on that fight. I, I think his last fight will be Chisora. He's made it. He Chisora. said. He said. Yeah, he said. Nah, he said. Nah, nah, nah. He said many a time that he, the last, if his it. last fight will be Derek Chisora. Nah, nah, I, don't <laughs> <laughs> I, I want Chisora gone. He needs to be gone. He should be fighting Taj Fury. He should be fighting Tommy Fury if he's going to fight yeah. anyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, Tommy, Tommy fumbles, bro. Tommy fumbles. Yeah. David, you got any quickly before we move on to football? You got any? Yeah. Um, but before before news? I got onto the, the the news and stuff, I was going to talk about Wilder quickly. Um, I was going to say what I like to see him in. I think now it's kind of open in terms of opponents. I like to see him maybe fight a Joe Joyce, maybe um, a Ruiz. There's a good few other fighters there, maybe a Dubois or whatever. Uh, kind of see he can challenge himself. There's are some good fighters in there that he can fight now. Um, 
be interesting to see. But I think he's not going to retire. I think he said he's financially secure, so he wants to kind of uh, still fight and kind of try and make an, a, a, another shot at the title. But yeah, um, moving on, as um, there are some new some new news as well. Uh, it's been confirmed. Uh, Terence Crawford will defend his WBO uh, welterweight title against Sean Porter, November the twentieth. Uh, they had their press conference the day of the uh, the Wilder Fury fight. Uh, it's glad to see Crawford now stepping up, fighting an elite fighter like Porter. Because, in all honesty, I know he's had he's got a good resume, but he hasn't really fought anyone of any significance. Um, I know he's been undisputed champion at light welterweight. Uh, obviously, won titles at lightweight and now obviously at welterweight. But I think Sean Porter now is a very very good opposition considering how Sean Porter's fought nearly everyone in the welterweight division and had that classic against uh, Errol Spence, who, you know, some might argue he could have won if uh, Errol Spence didn't um, put him down in one of the rounds. So I expect this to be a, an epic fight. And the press conference was kind of cordial, both respectful of each other. You know, they both were on the amateur scene coming up through the boxing, so they know each other inside out. So I'm, I know Porter's going to bring... Hellfire and Brimstone to, to Crawford, man. It's going to be a war. It could potentially be fight of the year. But I, I'm favouring, you know, uh, Crawford, just the boxing ability. But Porter's going to give him a hell of a fight. So what's your thoughts on the on the fight? Um, I don't really have much. I'm not, I'm yeah. not like, thing like that. I'm just, I'll watch it because I want to see more Crawford. Um, because, like... He's a lot of hype about him and shit. So yeah, he's, I, I mean, he's in the pound for pound. Listen, I, I know Sean Porter. I've watched him against Earl Spence and and, and stuff. So um, yeah, I was impressed with him in that Earl Spence. He showed good heart and and he's on it, man. Like, he's, he's he's on it. So yeah, I, I'll watch it for them reasons. Um, yeah, and so we'll see what happens. Any other news? Uh, yeah, so obviously there's so obviously this weekend as well. There was Eddie Earn had a kind of a, a show in Liverpool. Um, Anthony Fowler against uh, Liam Smith. A uh, couple of good fights on the card. Uh, Ted Cheeseman against uh, Williamson. Uh, Williamson knocked uh, Cheeseman out uh, to win the British uh, middleweight title. And then obviously the 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 main event, Anthony Fowler against Liam Smith. Liam Smith managed to get to him in the eighth round and take him out um, in all uh, Scouse uh, fight. That was a good, good card. Good card. Uh, Harry, you want to take over with football now? Um, yeah, just latest football news. I mean, a massive bit of news. Newcastle, the takeover complete. Richest club in the world. Absolutely I, I, I listened. I was telling him. Like, I listened to the to the um, season preview we done, didn't it? Me and you. Yeah. And he oh. said, <laughs> <laughs> you, you said this no, off. You were like, no way, no way are the Saudis coming to the Newcastle. Yeah, it's outrageous. But they're here now, boy. Yeah, they're here now, man, and it's all over for everybody. So I will no longer be watching football. I'm going to take up water polo as my new sport. <laughs> very, very sad. Now, honestly, that Newcastle, don't get me wrong, they're elated that they're super happy up north. But my thing is, uh, 
Why you? <laughs> no, real talk. I know, I know the North, obviously, they don't have like a massive, massive club. And that, that's a, like Newcastle's massive, like bigger than Middlesbrough, um, Sunderland. Um, in terms of their, their support, it's definitely, you can see why they're buying into that. But Newcastle have been awful. More relegations than anything, like positive in recent years. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. There's no merit as to why they've been selected. Even Everton, I know Everton been bought, but like, if they said, you know what, we're going to buy Everton off my man. Because it happened, me and Remy were discussing the other day with Man City. When Man City were originally taken over, then they were taken over again. That Everton are somewhat up there. Everton have a basis to build on. Do you see what I'm saying? That was Newcastle. I just look at it and I'm saying, you lot got super lucky. I see you go with, with, with Newcastle. You've got a, a football mad city. Yeah. You've got a huge fan base. It's a big stadium there, ready Newcastle. to go. That's what I'm saying. All ready to go. It's, it's and they've always had that thing of the sleeping giant or whatever, and uh, mm-hmm. they've got they've got the they've got the fans that can can pack out a stadium, and then you know they're fucking wild. Yeah, and I definitely understand. And in terms of some of the other bigger clubs, they're not actually available to be bought right now. Yeah, but with three hundred twenty-eight billion, you think anybody's gonna say no? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. It's like, and imagine that. So if. If Arsenal's valued at one point something billion, and what what would you say um, Levy wants for for Tottenham three point something? You're getting a prem, you're getting a Premier League club. This like of three hundred. He got them for three hundred million. That's a bargain. What you can uh, no debt as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they can spend five hundred million pound for the next four windows. Absolutely outrageous, illegal. <laughs> this is but it, it, it's, set, it, it's set for them now. Nah, this is. Bullets, to be honest, because they won't let Shemima big them back in the country, but you'll let these dicks take over Newcastle United. Who? <laughs> <laughs> who? Abramovich. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Um, boy, what were you going to say? I don't know. I forgot. But anyway, <laughs> Newcastle, man, it's like... They're in a relegation belt. So Ooh. right now, this money means nothing. Wait, and where's Steve Bruce? He's still He's there, right? Still there. He's on the razzle-dazzle. Believe yeah, me. He, he took training today. He took training today. He's taking the piss out. He doesn't, listen, he doesn't they care about anything right now. Was it? They cancelled all of his interviews just in case they, they go and get rid of him. Of course. Nice. <laughs> nah, yeah, but I think it's a good thing. for Newcastle have been sleeping for, for years. And they've got such a good fan base, man, in terms of they, they know their football. And, no, they don't. Sorry. They, 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 they I, I love their football. They know their football. They're fools, man. They're hating, innit? But listen. What, hating on what? Because well, they didn't buy your club. Listen. Hate. It's the hate oration. <laughs> listen. <laughs> I could have arrows buying the juice. Come on, bro. Listen, look, Newcastle were in a position <laughs> now. They haven't been in before. They've got passionate fans, man. And it's something that they, they kind of need and deserve, really. Because they, they, they've been kind of obscure when it comes to... They've been up and down, you know, relegation after relegation the last 10 years and stuff like that. So this is an opportunity for them to kind of, you know, kind of grow. If they if it's managed properly, isn't it? So, I feel you, but, like, in my opinion, somebody who's been more relevant is, like, Southampton. 
Like Southampton have produced some serious players. Like it's just that their team's been picked apart many a time. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. Not just of merit alone, I'd say Southampton like, picks up. I know the price of Newcastle, as you lot have stated, which is true. The size of the club, the stadium, the fans, that all plays a part. But I'm talking purely of football merit. They don't deserve anything, in my opinion. Uh, it's like Arsenal being bought right now. Why the hell would you want to buy Arsenal? The biggest part of Newcastle is that they're just playing with Premier League. That's it. Yeah. Well, and they've got, and they've got St. Maximan. Yeah, they don't need to be in Newcastle. They've got, they've got the representatives. Saudi man don't even know who St. Maximan is. They know he wears a Gucci Yeah, but it's the history, isn't it? Yeah, it's the yeah, history yeah. of Newcastle, isn't it? The club, the but players that before... Yeah, but that's what it's all about, isn't it? The, the history. think them Saudi man know Asprea? Well, listen, they're going to know Asprea. They're going to know Phil, uh, uh, Pete Barsley and all that. It's all irrelevant. Nah, they're and then we're going to have all the dicks. Man just see an investment. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what they see. But they know the potential in Newcastle. They're the history, it makes sense for them to come and go to yeah, Newcastle. Nah, nah. As I said, I don't, I'm not hating on them. I don't, I don't, like, good for them, innit? I don't really care. Like, I, I just know that Sutton needs to give with this, with how much they can spend. And it's not just because it's Newcastle. They should have done this with Chelsea, they should have done this with City, but they never did it. This financial fair play don't, thing don't work. But they literally could kill everything. Because they can make transfer fees and wages go to stupid numbers. They can make... I think they'll regulate it a little bit more now. They can make PSG and Man City obsolete. That's crazy. Yeah, if they wanted. <laughs> they could just say, you lot are dead in the war. Obviously, nothing you can get, do about they it. have to get to that stage first. They have to move forward as a club, step by step. That has to happen. Yeah, but Rem, you know what's going to happen. They're going to offer stupid wages, stupid peas for every player in the world, and then you're going to have the guy holding stupid Newcastle shirt Saying, yeah, I supported Newcastle since I was a kid, ever since I used to watch John Joe Selvi, you know, like, <laughs> uh, and Kevin Nolan. You know, I just always dreamt of pulling on the black and white stripes. Bollocks. Bollocks, yeah. I'm sorry. Nah, they, I watched that film Gold, and I was yeah. excited. Yeah. <laughs> Shola Miobi. You know, Titus Bramble was my idol. Yeah. No, nobody's, <laughs> nobody in their right mind would say those things. Let's be honest, if they didn't have peas, we'd section them, if somebody said that. But it's okay nah. now, because they've got so much dough behind them. No, nah, but right, right now, no one's no one's serious is going to go to Newcastle because they're Newcastle. Well, I heard they're trying to sign Anthony Martial, so that yeah, means he's they're not, not serious. serious. He's shit, so that's <laughs> no, right. they're not no, serious. Listen, they're walking your Tottenham team. I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> the first two people they're talking about team right now. Let's talk about Martial and Lacazette. <laughs> it's not a beef. It's a fact. We'll start a beef because you're talking shit. It just means one guy. It just needs one guy to come. The way Man, yeah, one guy starts. They're thinking with Fabinho. They just need that one guy that makes that step. And then this one. Hurricane. Okay. <laughs> it just depends on Harry. <laughs> he was ah, he go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, nah, just, nah, nah. They'll, they'll, go, they'll go somewhere in Europe. They'll, they'll get one guy. Probably offer him stupid money, like you said. But probably that a card or rolling. something like that. Yeah, that starts the ball rolling. And then it goes from there. And then nah. they'll, they'll probably rein it in a bit. But they just need that one certain signing that says we're serious. Like I said, the way City did with Rubinho. Yeah. You just need that, that, that little... Think a spark. Yeah, but apparently Robinho thought he was going Man U. Did he think he was going Chelsea or that? Well, he thought he was going somewhere else. That's the point. Newcastle, uh, where does he think he's going? Sunderland or Middlesbrough? Because he could be seriously upset. Yeah, nah, no. Like, the, the first thing that they have to get, they have to get the manager. They have to get someone. They're never going to get someone unbelievable. Yeah? No, no one elite. But they have to get it right. Once the manager comes, if they can get a manager where people want to play for him and, 
and, and stuff I like had that. was linked with, um, who was it? R- Rangnick was one they mentioned, and Lucian Favre. Lampard. Yeah. So that's what I want to ask you. Though. Who do you like, feel, Perry, who do you feel Newcastle should realistically at this stage try and target? David Pleat, because that's the type of club they are. <laughs> oh, David Pleat. <laughs> I can't see even a foreign manager. Like, I know Rafa was there, but it just doesn't look right. It just looks all wrong, man. They just don't deserve it. I'm upset. I don't want to. Uh, uh, no, I, 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 I think you've been a bit harsh, man. No, because honestly, typical No, but honestly, I'm just like, what's the point uh, uh, in competing? Uh, like Leicester, Leicester have worked their bollocks off to put themselves in the position they are, and Newcastle will probably just overtake them. That's, yeah, but Leic- Leicester's not, owners, not, are, Leicester's owners not, are quite rich as well. No, I'm not, not disputing that Leicester's not, owners are rich. But look at the money they spent on Kante and all them, man. They spent nothing. And assembled that team that won the league. We yeah, know Newcastle are going to go out and spend fifties or millions and shit. Yeah, you're saying good scouting was part of why they. Yeah, it, it was more that. organic than. Yeah, yeah. This I isn't organic yeah. in any way. No, but listen, it hasn't even started yet, so we don't even know what's going to happen yet for the. Yeah, but that's the, the scary part. Two, you, you, you look at Everton. Everton had invested quite a lot of money, over five hundred million pounds, and look at where they are now. Yeah, but so not is, Now, don't get me wrong. I totally get what you're saying, but they've invested five hundred million pounds. And look where they are now. Do you do you think they're going to invest another five hundred million pound next transfer window? No. Nah, obviously they're going to learn, but I think yeah, that's something yeah, for Newcastle to learn. I know what you're saying. Newcastle can spend five hundred million pound, fuck up, and then say Free we'll time. do it twice yeah, yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I don't think they're going to do that. Well, I don't Man, think they're Man, City, that. Man City have been doing that. Chelsea been Chelsea bought the most expensive goalkeeper in the world, and then like a year later went and bought another goalkeeper. Yeah. Like, to be honest, I think that's partly his fault because he's a bit of a wanker. Yeah. Yeah, that, that final. He, he fucked himself not coming Kepa. up, man. You're a bit of a dick. Yeah, but that wasn't really. Like, he just he wasn't. He wasn't never really played good for me enough again. anyway. He wasn't good enough anyway. Really, from what better did. than Larice. Oh, fuck. Hugo's kind of shit room. Can't lie. I go. Hugo. Still getting criticized. Anyway, um, yeah, go on, Dad. Who, who do you think manager was? Um, what kind of names do you think is, could help? First of all. Save them for an allegation because that's what needs to happen. Think about Big Sam. And he's yeah. able to get another Premier League job. This guy should be nowhere near football. I'm sorry, just for it's bringing the game into disrepute. So if that's the case, nah, you can just be... him, man. no, no, but Hustle you can. Side. Yeah, but look, that's that's like what's his face? Fucking Adam Johnson coming back out and then just being able to do whatever <laughs> nah, the fuck nah, he wants. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> that's that's different. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, you do something wrong, people can't just forget about it. This guy, listen, do you know how many people want the England job? You were given a serious position, and look what the fuck you were doing within a couple of days. That's bollocks. Yeah, I don't but... think this guy should be anywhere near football clubs, to be honest. As as good as he is, I, I just think, nah, man, you fucked up. Fucked oh, up. Man. And to have that label, like, hanging on, hanging on so you, Perry do you really want that as your manager? He wrote off your Sam Allardyce vote. So who other than Sam, Daniel? Um, well, no big Sam, then. I reckon, out of the names that I heard, I wouldn't go Lampard, because I just nah, think he's shit. Uh. I just think he's shit. <laughs> he's got no tactical now. He's just useless. I would, if 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 he if he um take it, um Ragnick, and then if not him, Lucian Favre, out of them two, who are available. David. Yeah, um, I think they need a manager who's who has 
an insight about the Premier League. I mean, a Lucian Farf and a Retnik, a Retnik I know has had experience, but I, I think I'm, I'm more leaning towards maybe a, a Steven Gerrard, man, or I don't think Lampard would be the I think Steven Gerrard, that's a naturally the next step for him. Um, for him to come into the Premier League. He's done really well with Rangers and, you know, he's... Yeah, but he's going to have a relegation battle on his hands. Well, yeah, would but, you, you know, it's experience. You, would you swap Rangers right now for, for, for Newcastle? I think he's gone as far as he can for Rangers. He's won the league after many years Celtic are winning it. What more can he... He's not going to win the Europa League with, with, with them. He's got taken them as far as he can. Naturally, that is the next big step. Obviously, they're going to have to sort... Your compensation is going to be a thing. Do you think with Steven Gerrard coming to the Premier League, and let's say it goes a bit iffy, getting to the end of the season, and then does that just ruin his um, yeah, his, his kind of reputation as an upcoming manager? It's a risk. It's as a, as a young manager, job. it's kind of a thing for him. But that's yeah. why I think they might need an interim, like I mentioned to you before, maybe an interim manager until Who's the end of the season. <laughs> Someone like that. I don't know like where that, he yeah. is. I don't know where he is, but he's a yeah, just Avram Grant. Avram Grant. He, yeah, he, them sort of man. They yeah. just come in, do a job, and then and then. Go, then get disrespected. Widen the net. Widen the net in the summer and get the uh, manager uh, they want. You see what you said about disrespected? That is guaranteed what's going to happen to the next oh, Of manager. course. Hmm. Whoever the next manager is, that's exactly what's going to happen to him. They might as well bring in Mark Hughes then. No, but then they'll get relegated. Yeah, very true. Harry Redknapp. Harry Redknapp. Harry. Oh, no, I don't. I don't want them to ruin that's a ruined Harry. <laughs> nah, don't be stupid. Bring back Benjani and stuff, innit? You're ruined Poch, mate. All right, all right. Emery escaped when he needed to, boy. That's what I'm saying. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Let's let's go on the Premier League now. Um, up until this point, we'll look at the table as it is now. Um, we're seven games in. We usually say when we get to 10 mark, but it's an international break now, so... Let's just um, so far with the seven seven games in. Who you who have you been most impressed with? I'd have to go with the team at the top of the table, Chelsea. Yeah. What what performances stood up? Um. I can't remember their games now, man. When they played you. <laughs> I think when everyone played them. <laughs> yeah, that's our that's our performance yesterday as well. <laughs> I think after three games you would have said Tottenham in it, but um... Yeah, but we're not talking about three games. And after three games you said Arsenal is the shittest team in the world, but we're not talking about three games. Well, um... you said the shittest team in the world, then mate. <laughs> We did exactly. <laughs> That's how we are. Um, yes, um, obviously, they had that draw against Liverpool, which they arguably if they didn't go up to 10 men, they were looking strong in that game. And they hang on, they hung on, um, in the second half and kept their point. Yeah, and so kept I hear Liverpool at bay as well. Huh? Really stifled Liverpool as well. Yeah, yeah, they did. Like, Liverpool kind of started like hot, like they usually do for the first like 10 minutes, but then. It just kind of died out. Um, so, who who has been the surprise for you? Well, I think it's got to be Brentford, isn't it? I mean, we know Brighton are a good team anyway. Got good players and things. But it's always when a team gets promoted, you never quite know. You usually expect that it's going to be a struggle. But, I mean, they started off really well. 
They seem to know what they're good at and they're playing to their strengths. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've been impressive. Uh, I like them. David, who have you been most impressed with and who um been the um, good surprise for you? Um, I think Liverpool been brilliant this season. I think having Van Dijk back, their team, they look, you know, the strikers seem quite on it. Um, they, they've been playing really well and I know a lot of people would have favoured maybe Chelsea, Man City to be favourites for the title, but Liverpool have been really good, especially that's their performances. Uh, Salah's been on top form. I, I arguably think he's the best player in the, in the world at the moment. The amount of goals and assists that he's bringing to the table, they seem a bit more solid at the back. And Liverpool are now back where they should be around challenging for the title, and it, it, could, it could be a dark horse. Um, in terms of the surprise, yeah, I, I know Brentford's been mentioned, been brilliant, but I've been impressed with Brighton. Um, Potter has got this team organised and they're playing really well. And now we're seeing how good this this Brighton team are. They're playing the flow, fluid football, flowing. And Potter's done a fantastic job, man, to accumulate as many points as he has. And I'm intrigued to see how where they finish at the end of the season. You've been most impressed with who, Perry? Brentford. Huh? Brentford. <coughs> so they're your surprise and most impressed with? Oh, who I'm most impressed with? Um, yeah, most impressed with Brighton. They can be your most impressed. No, I'm most impressed with Brighton. It's, it's the quality of football that's played. I mean, I love Trossard. I think he's a fantastic footballer. And yeah, there's just a lot of positives to talk about when, when you look at Brighton. And then it's the other side as well. You look at the defence, they've got that steeliness and, and that kind of horrible kind of, that, that they're just big. Like you'd expect them to be clumbersome, but they're not. They yeah, all play burns. the ball tidy. And yeah, they got kind of what you'd expect on, on appearance to be Stoke yeah. kind of centre-backs, but they're nothing of the sort. And yeah, you got to respect them for what they're doing. I mean, Potter has to be commended coming up against some big managers and getting the better of them. Yeah, against it stops us, rising. Yeah, against us, they definitely should have won. I mean, we, we were definitely penned in by them. Fantastic performance from them. They're unlucky not to get any points. The only thing is, over the course of the season, will a lack of firepower be the thing that tells? Because they do create a lot, but they don't tend to always hit the back of the net. And I mean, Mope, good, good player, but just is he a guy that you can rely on to really put you there if, if you're going to aim higher? If you're going to aim higher, I think maybe they might need to look elsewhere and, and maybe bring in somebody to help him or something. I think that's the one area that they do need to look at because I, throughout the 38-game season, I just don't see them maintaining with him. Well, Welbeck's yeah. yeah, well, 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 done out, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, Welbeck's well, done out, man. He needs to change that trim as well, man. Uh, dead. No, and, <laughs> no, talking of trims, I have to say it, because I know we're not even talking about them, but Rem, I know it's your play. I'm not even just trying to get on uh, to Nelly <laughs> Ali. Seriously, man. Seriously, man. Like, what's going on? Every week I see this guy, I'm just like, Jesus. Like, don't none of your players say to him, you look like a knob. Oh, wait, sorry. We're oh. talking about Brighton. Basuma. This is a bit of news, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, less, the less the better about Basuma, isn't it? Yeah. No, but do we think he but do we think he'll still be on a lot of teams' radars after this? He might be the slam. In a sense until proven guilty, isn't it? So 
Boy, you look guilty still. Him, 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 him and Mandy are going to buck up, man. Trust me. Hey, nah, Prison <laughs> FC. Hey, Prison FC is getting strong still. We've got Stigerson, Mendy. <laughs> Stigerson, man, he's like going under the radar right now, man. Just they're keeping him at bay first, huh? Nah, it's crazy. Um, Apart from the bottom three and, and the new promoted teams, who are you, who are you kind of worried for so far what you've seen? Oh, um, Norwich are awful. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Forget Norwich because we all know. But oh. like, you know, Leicester, um, Leeds, oh, who we worried Southampton. For? Yeah, them, them kind of teams are you worried about? Um, I'm worried for Burnley. But I've said this to you before. We say it that, every year. Yeah, they're kind of shit. So at the end of the day, I worry for them all the time. I mean, I like their manager. That's why I worry because if it, they didn't have their manager, I wouldn't care about them at all. I just think he's a good manager and he doesn't get given the tools to really do anything. At the beginning of the season, of course, I was worried about my own team, but we seem to have like, hit a bit of form. Um, the back four looks, well, back five, looks a lot more solid. Um, they just need to keep some of these guys fit, man, but it's going to be even telling with Arsenal. I mean, we've got the African Nations Cup coming up. Partey's going to go again, Aubameyang goes. Then we have, to, yeah, we have to see what, what we're made of. I mean, last time Aubameyang wasn't about, Martinelli kind of had a good run of form and things like that, but one, like with Arsenal, we're relying on a lot of kids, so it could easily go left for us again. Um, while, while we're talking about Arsenal, because mm-hmm. Perry, you're an elusive man, um, <laughs> while you and Dan are here, isn't it? Um, yeah, because we, we haven't had a, a, a chance <coughs> Arsenal really. Like, um, so... What do you lot feel so far with the season? Up and down, obviously, at the start. and some basically um, Dan, you want to start? Mixed. Uh, look, we all know how the first few games of the season went. Absolute dog shit. Everyone was playing in a relegation battle. It was piss poor. But I think coming off the back of August into September, you, you, you saw what he was, what he was trying to work towards. The, the, I don't go into it's the project and it's like, yeah, we're playing with youngsters, but you started to see some kind of fluidity with the team. There's a bit more of a balance to it. Yeah. So I can, I always told you, I'm not one, the Arteta needs to go and all these men were chatting this, that, and the other, and da, da, da. I, I think off the back of, I know it's four games after, three wins a draw. You can see, you can see now what he's trying to achieve. And well, we're playing with a bunch of youngsters there. We're going to have, we're going to have some bad games and like, I was put, looking at it as the, the Brighton game. Previous season, we would have lost that. 100%. We would have lost that. Don't get me wrong, obviously Brighton were, were, were amazing this and other, but we would have lost. We showed some heart and we showed that we can play a bit. There's something else to it. Like things are coming along nicely. And that, is he going to be given all of the, the, the time? I believe I, don't, I, I hope so. I, I'd like to say yes, and I'd like, I'd like, like it to happen. Mm. But you, you never know in football these days. You just yeah. never know. You never know. You can turn around so quickly. But um, yeah, like, looking at the start of the season, to be honest, the first two games, obviously the fashion in which we lost... It's, it's poor, it's poor. 
Um, yeah. But at the same time, I mean, as Dan said, we've got a young squad. Let's be honest, if we had our best 11 out there, very likely we lose those two games anyway. So with the amount of players that we had missing at the time, that it was kind of a formality that we were going to kind of pick up one hiding, I believe. Um, yeah, that, I, I'll say it to Rem, that for a few seasons now, even when Emery was there, there's so much dead wood at this club. And it's finally yeah. out. That it's finally now that you're looking and you're saying, yeah, that you can see the rebuild. Where before, there was like, you're trying to rebuild, but you were trying to rebuild with the same building blocks. That now there's a clean slate for a lot of players there, like they're fresh kind of guys, kind of making their names. And at the end of the day, I feel that's something that's been missing from Arsenal is a bit of that hunger. I think there was a level of um, comfortability at our club that just kind of was seeping into every corner of, of like how we ran the club. At the end of the day, behind the scenes, Mikel Arteta can't control everything. But what he can control is what he does with those players out on the pitch. And to have a lot of young guys who want to want to make names for themselves and want to do well, not just looking at their final payday or something like that, I think it, it bodes well for the club. Because at the end of the day, we can see there's a lot of talent there and they are going to improve. Um, we've got some jewels in the crown. I mean, Bukayo Saka is a fantastic footballer. Mel Smith-Rose showing that he's a very good footballer. They're all going to progress and uh, kick on. It's just about, as Dan saying, whether the, the system and, and what he's trying to implement will be the way they move forward. It, will the club stick with it? Because, as Dan's saying, there will be times where it isn't going well. But to me, that's to be expected. They are young and we are trying something. We're not just going off the back of buying superstars all the time and just expecting it to happen overnight. Uh, David, I just, uh, you have a little piece on your club. Um, we speak about Tottenham quite a lot. so I know we spoke <laughs> about Man United last week. We had that big round and everything. But um, next up, Leicester. We found out Baran has now picked up an injury after the Nations League final, um, which France won, by the way. Had a classic in the semi-final against Belgium and then beat Spain in the final 2-1. The the winning goal was sceptical offside, um, but during that game, I think it was in the first half, around was subbed on on Mustin on Bukano. Um, yeah, out for a couple of weeks now. Yeah, so Varane's gonna miss a chunk, and, and and it's really heating up for Man United now. This could be big, big time for Oli. Um, you got Leicester um, on the weekend. We got the Champions League game after that. Yeah. Atlanta yeah. and then Liverpool. Yeah. And then I think your next league game after that is us. Um, so uh, we know your position, Oli. We know your position on the kind of team selection and stuff. But as I said, you, you've had this little break. Um, me personally, just, just as a former fan, I would like to see Oli look for some something different. Um, because he's been sticking to the four, four, two, three, one, and I'm not saying it don't work. Um, but I, I, as I said, I, I've been a big critic of Juan Bissaka, and I think something needs to change on that right hand side. It's not all his fault, but I just think that something different could just ignite these players. And um, 
So, so going into these runner games, how do you feel? I don't think he's going to make that much of a change. He's uh, he's one of them them type of managers where he's he only trusts a certain amount of the players, and I think this running kind of suits Oli because he's not going to be he's going to be very conservative, very defensive, part of the bus, and rely on on individual brilliance to try sneak a victory or 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 a draw. But I think he's going to go into these games and be very super ultra defensive, and it might actually suit his personality and how he sets up the team. But I take your point on about Wan-Bissaka. I think, it, yeah, definitely he um, he hasn't been at his best, but I don't think he will change Wan-Bissaka. I think he trusts Wan-Bissaka, especially we're going to be on the onslaught against teams. Leicester are going to come at us. Uh, Liverpool will come at us. And defensively, Wan-Bissaka is quite sound. So I don't necessarily feel that he might change him in that position. Not, One not thing necessarily, he could... sorry, not necessarily like throwing him out of the team. I just think maybe a system change. I've said it for for a while now. Maybe him playing as a as a right centre back, especially that you've got your two first choice centre backs missing, possibly for this game, and we don't know how many more after that. Um, I think he'll put. I think he'll put um, Luke Shaw at centre back. He'll put Lindelof and by, well, well Lindelof and by maybe potentially, and then. So you say five might, at the back. You think he's going to go five at the back? Yeah. So you do I think, think he's going to change something. Yeah, but he'll, he'll include Lindelof in there because he like he loves Lindelof. But so, see, the key thing for me is who he plays in the middle. Well, it's gonna it's gonna be one of the two, McTominay. Um, it might even be both of them, McTominay, and then maybe bring back Rashford on the left, Sancho on the right, and then Ronaldo in the middle, and maybe Bruno. So, so what 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 wait wait what kind of team is that? Well, five three two potentially. So five three two, that's no wing. Or the wing backs potentially. I think he's going to go defensively if he if he's going so to do then, that. So then five at the back. Yeah. So, so tell it, sorry, Tellez and Tellez maybe on the left uh, left wing back, Wan Bissaka right wing back, and then you might have Bruno in the middle, uh, and then um, Ronaldo up front, and then maybe McTominay just sitting there protecting. And, and Bruno in the middle with who? Just on his own. But you got three centre midfielders. Yeah, but he ain't gonna play. He ain't, if he, if he's gonna play that system, he's not gonna play Pogba. So that's what I'm saying. So who's the free centre midfielder? It will be Bruno, Bruno McTominay, and potentially he might put in Fred. No, and, and then Fred, Ronaldo, and Ronaldo. Yeah, probably Ronaldo. Maybe now. Nah, I think maybe um, you could go Cavani, or he could potentially maybe Rashford. Now he's come back. See, so what, I think heard, the issues remain, man, with them two guys. You've heard rumblings of, of the team changing. Is that what you've heard, or or, or you just believe he'll do? He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to make some changes, especially. Why? Especially now, especially that the games which are coming up. He's gonna go. He's gonna go a bit more ultra defensive. Um, because I think he's looked at that Chelsea lineup. He's looked at looked at Chelsea how they've played, and I think he's. Feels that he can potentially replicate that um, with that formation, maybe a what five five three two or maybe yeah. three five two. But yeah, I, I do expect a bit of change, but I don't expect any drastic change where certain individuals who haven't played are going to come in, uh, like, like like my boy Donny. But um, I think he's he's rooted to the bench. Rooted. Uh, <laughs> rooted. No change. I think Alex Tellers will have a definitely have an opportunity to play. Um, but listen, he, he loves McFred. He ain't going to change that. That's crazy. But the worst thing is, 
in these situations with Oli, for me personally, I feel these are the times that he always seems to get himself shine. out of it. Yeah, shine. Yeah, he does. Yeah. It'll be a run like this where United will take like four wins or something mad out of five. These games like, suit him. These games suit him. Yeah, it's nuts. It's, it's actually crazy. We ain't going to get rid of him anytime soon. As long as we get top four, that's it. The Glazers love him because he's the, he's a perfect yes man. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Um, let's move on to MMA now. And this will be the last section. Um, it's just news, basically. There's Since we last spoke to him to events, we, um, all the, um, the four people involved in the main events were Brazilian. Um, Thiago Santos versus Johnny Walker. That was last week. To be honest, a pretty shit fight, to be honest. I think we expected some explosion and some power and some, something unpredictable, but that wasn't the fight we saw. Johnny Walker was very reserved. Didn't look like he really wanted to get into range. Which was smart. Trying to stay on the outside, uses uses reach, uses length. Um, in the end, it didn't work for him. I wasn't impressed by the corner work to be honest John Kavanaugh was I mean I kind of I don't get it because I don't think that, that should be the case but I can understand why he has that attitude with Conor McGregor he just tells Conor McGregor a load of horse shit after the first round with Poirier he said you're doing well yeah you're doing well when you're lying on the floor getting smashed with overs didn't really <laughs> <laughs> but Johnny Walker he told Johnny Walker that you're kind of winning this fight which was ludicrous. No one was really doing anything to say that you're you're winning the fight. So I thought that was poor. Um also on that card, just the same moment that happened, we saw Kevin Holland versus Kyle Dorcas and they accidentally clashed heads. Dorcas's head clashed with Holland's chin and Holland was completely knocked out for a second. He woke up as he hit the floor. And in the end, he got choked out just like a minute later or something. Um, that fight was put as a no contest and they're going to have a rematch. Um, it's scheduled for like 30 days time or something. Um, and then this weekend, we had Marino Rodriguez versus Mackenzie Dunn in the strawweight women's division. Um, Striker versus Grappler. Um, a big, strong 10-8 second round for Mackenzie Dern, she had her in some bad positions, mounted. Um, Marina survived, and Marina from there kind of took over with the with the stand up and, and kind of eased the victory in the end. Um, fights announced. I'll, I'll just say with the breaking news from yesterday, last night. Masvidal versus Leon Edwards is finally going to happen. That three piece on the soda. Leon is <laughs> possibly to get his revenge for that. Um, looked like it wasn't going to happen. It was just a bit weird why it weren't happening, to be honest. I don't know why the UFC wouldn't want it. I don't know why either fighter wouldn't want it. They don't like each other. One beat up at the other one backstage. It doesn't really make sense why they didn't fight. It took this long. But we're finally going to get it to see it. Was it in December then? Uh, December yeah. Yeah, December, December 11th. on the pay-per-view, was it on 269? Yeah. Um, yeah, in the bantamweight, I think we spoke about it. Um, Aljo pulling out 
with after he had his neck surgery, he wasn't going to be ready for to defend his belt in Abu Dhabi. So Corey Sanhagen is stepping in to fight for Ian, and that will be for the in-room bantamweight belt. Um, the interim heavyweight title will that will be undisputed because Cyril Gander interim holder will be fighting the real holder in um, Francis Ngannou former training partner so that's been booked for I think the card in January card next year, yeah so early next year and also on social media Dustin Poirier put out that he's agreed to fight and Charles Oliveira is that the December card as well? Uh, yeah. That's um, headline. I might be wrong. I think it's December I think or January. It's, head, it's, headlining, it's headlining the December card because then they've moved... Because um, that's when they put uh, Leon Edwards and Masvidal on that card and moved the Figueredo Moreno yeah, trilogy fight, fight. To, to January. Yeah, so that fight has been announced as well. Um, there's been other fights as well in the Waterway division. Um the Nivea will fight Neil Magny. That's been announced. Um, and yeah, any big car coming up this weekend? Then there's a card. I think was it this weekend? Is it the Aspen Lad? Yeah, so it's not a big card, but it's not Aspen a big card, but it's just a fight night. And the next pay per view is two six seven. Is that right? Uh, yeah, we had two six six last time, innit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, two six seven, which is Blahovich versus Tixera. Uh, back on Fight Island. That also has Islam versus um, Dan Hooker on it, and also the return of Kamza. Hamza, and um, that's the card where Luke Rockhold just pulled out in it of his fight with um, Sean Strickland. Sean Strickland. Yeah. So he's going to be looking for an opponent. Um, yeah, that sums it up. So we've not really had much of um yeah, and that's the episode. Respect Perry for returning from your cousin bird jail sentence, whatever you're doing. Bro, from the ashes, you get me. Sabbatical's <laughs> <laughs> over. Respect David for not mentioning yeah. Nigeria in this episode. So, <laughs> sure, sure, I mentioned it at some point. I swear. Yeah, you do. Yeah, shouting about just for that. Yeah. Hey, everyone, uh, we're coming back soon anyway, man. Listen, yeah. man. Come on. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and respect Dan as well. Got nothing to say about Dan. Dan's a cool dude. <laughs> Fuck you, lot. Um, yeah, so that was episode 26. Um, and peace.